my siblings are often offering up the idea, Hey, you should live in your car. And I was like, Oh hmm. yeah, that'd be, that'd be something. Yeah. And next thing I know, we're joking about this thing. And then my sibling's dad gives me a 1986 Chevy Suburban with the conditions. If you're really going to live in this, I'll give it to you for free. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'm doing it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me. And I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything. So sit back and enjoy the show. episode of a little bit of everything with me and today my guest is a podcaster of the podcast called the nicholas nantelli show and i'm sorry if i mispronounced your last name but the listeners know that i have troubles pronouncing people's names welcome nicholas to the show how are you doing today i'm doing fantastic no worries i've butchered some names extra hard on my podcast before to the point of no return you know like just edit it out at that point that's what that's what I had to do. So I, I resonate. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being part of the show. And I love talking to other podcasters because I kind of feel like, well, I kind of feel like I feel like we're all on the same journey. We want to be that number one podcast. We want to be successful. We want to create change. We want to do it all. So thank you for coming on the show. And I cannot wait to talk more about your podcast. But before we even get started, tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Oh, man, a bit about me. Well, for the past three and a half years, I've been living in a 1986 Chevy Suburban. Started because I wanted to pay off my student loans. And then after I knocked those out of the way, I just got inspired to meet new people that I could learn from. And the podcast took off from there. So that's that's a little bit about me. It's a little 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 dabble into into what we're working with here. A little dabble. Love it. Okay, so you, 1986 Chevy Suburban, you said? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a work of art. So I went to a, a private college and they charge out the wazoo, as, as we know, as many tuitions do. Mm-hmm. And I, I was looking at my student loans my senior year and I hadn't looked at them, hadn't looked at them the whole time. And it said 60K and I was like, oh my gosh how did I get to this point? And how did I just like, how did it sneak under my nose, you know, while I was in college? And um, I was like, I got to figure a way, figure out a way to pay this off. And next thing I know, my siblings are offering, offering up the idea, hey, you should live in your car. And I was like, oh, hmm. yeah, that'd be, that'd be something. Yeah. And next thing I know, we're joking about this thing. And then my sibling's dad gives me a 1986 Chevy Suburban with the conditions if you're really going to live in this, I'll give it to you for free. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'm doing it. And me and my brother spent about three months turning it into a camper van. And from there, it just turned into this weird obsession of I got to pay off my student loans at all costs. And how long did it take you to do that? Because it's crazy. That's an, an obscene amount. And I'm curious to know how long it took you. So it took me... <laughs> It took me 11 months. What? But 
<laughs> yeah, it, I, I like I said, I was very, very obsessed about it. Um, the first job I got out of college was a software engineer for the DoD, and the starting pay was like sixty thousand bucks. So like even with like taxes included, I'm not even making sixty. So mm-hmm. I was like, I got to figure out a way to amp up my game here, and I started working. 16 hour days every single day, not eating, not, I was having one PB and J every three days. I was not sleeping cause I was not used to be living in a car and I became super, super malnourished. Like I think I lost nearly 20 to 25 pounds. My eyes were starting to get that weird sunken in, you know, where you see in old war photos and I just started pumping away at it. Like every ounce of money that I got, I just threw it into the student loan. Okay. Wow. First of all, good for you for having that determination to do that because that's a huge amount of money that a lot of us carry through so many years. And it kind of sucks because it's like, do I feed myself or do I put it in this (laughs) loan? And um, it's, it's crazy how it's, an actual question that a lot of people ask themselves because they don't want to carry on that burden. That burden just carries on forever. And it's just, by the time you're like 50, you're still kind of like, Oh my gosh, it's the last hundred dollars. Like finally, because again, Mm -hmm. there's so many priorities. There's so many responsibilities. You want to move on with your life, but I commend you on doing that in 11 months because I would be like, yeah, I'm not going to eat either. And I might as well just keep working. Water seems to be free in some places <laughs> and just live off that. But that's a tough decision to make when you're kind of like, hey, what can I eat? I could still not break the bank in order to pay this off. So good for you. And I guess you still have this vehicle. I do. I do still have it. And I should say, like, some of the choices I, you know, I tried to mix it up besides the PB&Js, but uh, there was one day I had, like, five $1 mac and cheeses from the store, and I just, it was just terrible. It was just, like, 1,500 milligrams of sodium in each of them. It was awful. But also, to your point of, like, having debt, like, hang over your head, that was the biggest thing for me. Like, being controlled by this, like, almost this intangible thing was such a motivator to me. Cause I was like, you're telling me I got to give up this money that I'm earning to, to pay this. I, I got to get rid of that, you know? And mm-hmm. there was, um, there were some trials along the way for sure. So working for the government, they, they ended up like taking a look, I was doing good work, mind you, I'm not taking advantage of like 16 hour days of just hanging out. Like I was doing good work, but somebody started looking into my, my situation because, you know, I was posting, posting online as we do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, you know, living the burb life, you know, I'm trying to, trying to have this goal that I'm trying to do. And somebody found out mm-hmm. and they reported me. Mm-hmm. And so I had this huge government investigation launched on me. Like they audited my time card. They audited every piece of work I'd ever done. They audited my messages, my emails, Cause they thought I was like taking advantage of the government and living this like vacation esque lifestyle in my suburban and just like taking advantage of their money so I could surf or something. I, I really like the, the logic behind it still unsure of, but I got called into my manager's office and he was like, Hey man, like 
for one, he said, a lot of people are out to get you. And there was, he just hooked me up in one way. He was like, I just need you to say you have an address that I can give to them. He's like, I need you to say that sometimes you sleep in your car because you love to surf. And he really like really nurtured the situation, but it was persistent. It was ongoing and ongoing every day. They're like, you need to move out of your car. You need to move out of your car. And then this very other weird opportunity arose where <laughs> my ex-girlfriend hits me up. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is where it gets even a little more dicey. And I'm, I'm in this funk with the government. She hits me up. She's like, Hey, I'm going to Europe. I'm studying abroad. I don't have anybody to watch my car. I need you to watch it. And I'm like, we haven't talked in a while. Right. Like, <laughs> well, what are you coming to me for? I live in a car. What am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do with an extra car? She's like, I'm going to have a friend drop it off wherever you're parking right now. And I'm like, this is something. You know, like mm -hmm. now I'm really in this, this odd predicament. It's a Toyota Corolla. So, so then I, I get rid of the burb for a few days and all that's in the Corolla is two towels, two towels and like four t-shirts, a couple pairs of underwear and some socks. I sleep in the Toyota Corolla for two months because I got to take it to work to get them off my scent. So they would stop saying I got to move out because they're like, you got to move out or else, you know, you're going to lose your job. I kept bringing in the Toyota Corolla and they're like, you can't be living in another car. You, you can't be living in a car. You have two cars. Why would, why would anybody do that? And the first week of having those, the Corolla and the Burb, I was, I was, I had a park in Walmart, the Burb, and then I had to run eight miles back to get the Toyota Corolla and drive that to the Walmart, got kicked out of Walmart. It was a huge fiasco. And I was sorry. That was a little bit of a tangent there, but it was a very strange time in my life. Wow. And I can imagine like you're worried you're extremely worried trying to figure out like what's going to happen like you know you have this job that's helping you pay this load off and you're trying to keep this under wraps you know trying to live your life as much as you can in a way that people shouldn't know everything because also too it's kind of strange when people at work find out and people know these little things. And this is why I tend not to follow anybody that I work with because mm -hmm. it's a mm -hmm. sticky situation and you want to have that, uh, your privacy. You really want to have your privacy outside of work. And I remember when I worked at a retail uh, store, a friend of mine that worked with me, she had a day off like anybody else does we're human mm -hmm. we have days off yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. she posted that she was at a uh, baseball game and nice yeah awesome right you love seeing hey, those little good pictures. way to spend a day off <laughs> exactly and comes next week we are back at work together working the same shift and all of a sudden it's like oh so how was that baseball game and this is the manager how's this baseball game that you went to and i'm just like are you kidding me? Oh, like from far away, I'm just like, is this person nuts? Like we cannot have a private light. Like who told me on this contract that you have access or are able to mm -hmm. see what is happening. But then we realized there was another person involved that got a promotion and ended up kind of like, uh -oh. you know, baffling on, Hey, this person went to this. Oh, this person went to that. Oh, I wonder why this person switched their shift. So 
it, it's it's crazy how sometimes work does not understand like even the little basic things of just when you come home you're gonna go out for dinner and is that a problem like it's my life right right and, I feel like in that moment when you found out that people were just like, oh my gosh, like how, how, how awkward was it for you? Oh my gosh. It was so awkward. And it was awkward because like, I was making the same point you just made. I was like, what does it matter? Like, let's say I was living a bum style life. I mean, I was, but like, why, why is that to you if my work's getting done? And it was so weird. Oh, that would have these co-workers that I I was brand new right like mm -hmm. you know it was pretty I was the youngest person in the organization like the median age was probably like 45 50 and I graduated at 20 so I was maybe 21 at the time and there was a guy that would come in and he'd be like hey how's your suburban nice looks like you could live in it huh and I was like what what is your deal why why you bring that up to me and then I had this other guy who I would see go up to my car and put his face to the glass and see like check out the inside like seeing seeing if I lived it and stuff because I would put curtains up because obviously I'm not letting these freaks know and I remember like calling him out like I walked outside and I was like hey man what's going on why are you looking inside of my car that's so weird and to your point I don't know I don't know why that it is the way that it is but there definitely needs to be some sort of balance between privacy and like your work life very strange. It, yeah, it has to be. And it happens all the time. And this is why I'm very hesitant in even adding coworkers, but it all depends. If you build that great working relationship and you know both of you can have that working relationship and can be like, yeah, look, this is what I do my day off. Like, oh, look at this picture or whatever. Or you follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or now Snapchat and all of the other stuff that that's out there. Yeah, like I have no problem, but it's just why do why does people in this type of leadership care what is happening? Is it because that you're stuck working more hours and you don't have that fun? You can find that fun. Anybody can have that fun. Anybody <laughs> can have that fun. And it's okay to have fun outside of work. And it's it happens all the time. And I feel bad for those who who can't even have a working relationship because it will either backfire on them in the future or something does happen there you go it's like you've got that person who's kind of like oh look look what they did so ever since that day i was just like you know what thank goodness there's a private option in most social media <laughs> that you can just set your personal stuff to private yeah i 100 percent agree <laughs> or or the classic like show everyone but <laughs> yeah i've seen that start to be an option and i'm like you know what i'm gonna keep a running list in my mind of who who needs to not see this yeah. okay so here's another thing that got a little weird at work mm -hmm. like okay so my my best friend he graduated a semester after me and he was looking for a job before he became a pilot in the air force he had about about a year before he had to go to pilot training and i was like hey man I'll, I'll hook it up for you. You get a job down here and you come live with me in the burb. And he's like, dude, okay. Yeah. All right, fine. And so I interview him. It's like this totally casual interview. I'm like, Hey man, you think you'd be good at this job? Yeah. I think you'd be good at this job. Sign him up. He's got a job and he comes down and lives with me in this burb. And the first week he's like, I can't do it. Not a chance. 
But the crazy thing on the on the part of the work is that like we played this game at work of like how much we would be allowed to interact with each other to not get sniffed out that we were both living in the suburban. So like when people would ask like, Hey, do you know, do you know Kyle in this other branch? I'd be like, Oh, is, is he the new guy? We've been friends for 12 years or like he would come into my office and he'd be like, somebody would else would walk in and be like, Oh, I didn't know you guys knew each other. And be like, Oh yeah, well we're just getting acquainted. It's, you know, <laughs> we were just talking about work or whatever it is. And we'd just be planning where we're going to park that night. And it would just go on and on where people would ask us, where do you live? You know, how do you, how do you do anything? And that was a really fun game to play of like privacy. Cause then we're also at the same time, we're filling the work fridge, like in as discreetly as possible with our, you know, peanut butter and jelly supplies. And like, I, I ate this bag of fish sticks, a mm-hmm. hundred fish sticks, ate them for three weeks. I made it last terrible horrible decision to buy fish sticks no one should eat them for that long but we were hiding stuff like that in the freezer all of it is just it's just so weird that we had to hide it i don't know (laughs) well i feel like it's that thing again it's that privacy and even though people it's like people get very curious a lot of there's that group of them that get really curious and they want to be nosy and they want to know what is going on because i feel like maybe there's nothing in their life that's happening that's interesting that they need to feed off from other people and that's what i've heard from others say about those specific people but who knows but it's like again you know you you choose the life that you want to live because again you had Mm -hmm. a goal to get rid of that student loan and you did and you feel right now like better and you get to do more stuff now (laughs) yeah 100 i um i definitely rewarded myself with a a nice trip to uh (laughs) to thailand you know where the money will go a little bit further so now that paycheck was doing me some justice um but yeah it's Oh, okay. This is what I was going to say. I feel like I've also become an, become an artist of the redirection when like personal stuff comes up at work. I don't know if you have a strategy for this, but like anytime somebody would be like, Hey, how is your suburban? You know, I she her around or I would always just ask, I would find out what they like to do and just ask them about that immediately. Just immediately change something, change the subject to something they actually enjoy talking about totally distract them you know they can't help themselves that's that's my new strategy like this guy that would say how's the suburban i think i saw it parked here i would be like hey man like i i heard you really like to jog what's up with jogging these days and he would just completely forget the whole question that he asked i'm like man this is the this is my go-to strategy from here on out that's good and i've had the thing is with me I don't share the podcast with my work. I feel like there's no need for that. This is my personal space. Mm -hmm. This is my personal space. This is where I get to meet people, build my brand part-time. This is the side hustle. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us are Mm -hmm. in that position. And it is tricky. It is really tricky because you're kind of thinking, who can I interview and who I can't? And if I do, (laughs) would would people find out? Because there's people locally that are known locally and I'm kind of like, am I doing this right decision or not? If I do have the opportunity to interview them, 
And you're kind of second guessing yourself as the podcast, but also how do I protect my job as well? And you, you obviously know when you're interviewing somebody, a guest, you're, it's for podcasters. I feel like we, we have this huge wide of topics that we could talk about every little detail with our journey, with our life, yep. et cetera. But with the guests, it's different. It's like, oh, they've got something to promote. They've got something to share or, you know, that type of stuff. But going back to work, not knowing about it, I do have that fear of like, okay, what are they going to think of me now? Like, what do they honestly think? Because it's so weird. Even when I had a second job and I've always had a second job throughout my jobs and my career, my whole life, it's like, oh my God, if they find out I have the second job, what are they going to think of me? They're going to think I'm investing more time on that, not investing enough time on that. And it's just like, oh, what is the problem? Like, why is society trying to tell me that I can't have a second job, but you need it because financially most of us have two to three jobs nowadays. Like it's just the reality and, you know, work, not knowing it's been interesting because sometimes, you know, everyone has that question when you walk in Monday morning, well, how was your weekend? What'd you do this weekend? (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, thank goodness it's the pandemic. (laughs) Because what can you say? Hang it out, watch a couple of movies, you know, clean around the house and that's it. Meanwhile, I've been working every single evening and also on the weekend, I utilize those two days and really work on my episodes, work on my plan, take some time off, watch a couple of shows here and there, relax, do some groceries, like you're doing everything. And I have to keep that, that thing going. I don't have a name for it, but you have to keep that thing going of like, okay, this is my story. Yeah, Yeah, I just hung out. Yeah, yeah, sure. I I went to this local park. It was great. And it's like the one time, hopefully no one is at the same park or at the same spot. You don't want to be caught and and, and just be like, yeah, I did go there. You know what I mean? So (laughs) the podcaster who's hustling like yourself and many, many more of them and who have a full-time job is struggling to kind of keep this private. Man, I resonate with that so hard. It's, yeah, it's such a weird phenomenon. I almost think about like the dream utopia world where your your day job would be so supportive of your, your second job, you know, like, because it's you, you know what I mean? Like, they prioritize, they make, make you prioritize them. I get it. They're paying you, but also purely just for the work, you know, but I would love to find a company that prioritizes the employee over the work, right? Like, Hey, Angelica, you're killing it at work. And we're super grateful for that. But we want to know how we can like support you in other parts of your life too, because you're an entire person, you know, and maybe that's where lines would get blurred a little bit. But like, wouldn't it be nice to have a cheer team on both sides of the fence? Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm, I'm not sure but I definitely resonate with the fact of (laughs) it's not even like putting on a face. It's just like using your words in the right way. You know, it's like not giving them too much of a hint that there's something else going on because at least in the DOD, they've told me straight up, like, like, no, you can't do another job because it's going to take away from what you do here. And I'm like, get out of town. You're telling me that's like, you're going to put a cap on how much money I can make in my entire life. Isn't that, isn't that anti-capitalism? Isn't the mm-hmm. government supposed to be <laughs> supposed to be promoting that? Odd, odd. Yeah, and it's crazy. And I've spoken to people who don't even have podcasts and just regular people who have two, three jobs and they're trying to juggle it. And it's just like, 
you know, they have their reasons for it. And I, you know, I tell them that's amazing. You know, you're trying to figure out what's going to work out, who's going to pay you more. And it's just, it's, we're living in uncertainty times right now. And it's just, we just got to do what we have to do. Yeah. And for like you and me, this is something I don't think we would be able to not do at this point. You know what I mean? Like our passion and motivation is what drives us to do this. Like we do this because we enjoy it and we want it to be our full-time thing because of how much we like it. Mm -hmm. So I imagine even if there was even more resistance, like work was really hounding you out to say, Hey, you can't, you can't do this at all. I imagine we'd find a sneaky way to continue doing it just because that's, that's what (laughs) we do. That's the nature of all of this. You know, if, if we have to find a way in order to achieve something that we want to do, we, we will. And throwing back to being in the burb, I found that like obsession, the obsession mindset can be a beautiful thing if it's, you know, honed correctly, if it's not sacrificing, you know, your relationships or, you know, your character as a person, but your obsession to accomplish something is wonderful. I almost think there there can't be amazing, great success, great accomplishments without it. So the fact that, you know, you and I both are constantly thinking about how we can level up our podcast. You know, you're talking about how you can make a plan on your weekend, how you can find the perfect guest for the next episode. Like all of those things, I think, are what it takes to take everything we do to the next level. Yeah. And it's a lot of work. And, you know, again, it's going back to that passion, how passionate we are in creating something and, you know, putting it out there. And and we're always, I'm always constantly thinking about it all the time, which is a good thing and a bad thing, because it's like... Mm -hmm you think about it too much and then you just get worried and all of that. But then if you just think about it just enough, it's just, just trying to give yourself a kind of a mental check-in and say, okay, like, what can I do differently? What, what is it that I need to, to work on? And it's hard when there's not enough time in the Mm -hmm. days and weeks and evening. And what I mean by that is because when we're working that typical nine to five job, you got to consider your commute because I'm still going to work. So I'm still commuting. I'm coming home. I got to get freshened up. I got to get ready for my next two interviews that's happening in that same evening or on the weekend. And it's just like, it's, it's a con. I feel like this time flew by for me ever since the podcast even picked up even more. And I'm like, wow, I wish I had two extra hours. <laughs> like why couldn't yeah. these, these hours just slow down for me in the evening? Cause there's so much that needs to get done and you're constantly working. And again, it goes back to that passion and motivation because you're just like, I need to keep, I need to be consistent. And there's so many moving parts to a podcast that a lot of people don't know. And you're trying to like, okay, like if I don't release an episode, um, next month, what's going to happen? How can I re- repurpose my old episodes and bring them out? Like, is that a safe thing? Like you're really problem solving so much to make this work because again, it's our side hustle and we love it. Yeah, man, that is <laughs> so dang true. I'm curious, are you super, super duper goal oriented? Like, are you the type to make a goal list like every week, every month and reanalyze and like pick up from there and constantly shifting your goals 
I may sound like that, but I actually don't. I literally, I kind of just do a mental check-in and kind of see like, okay, where, where are we at? What do, I, what, what do I need to do? But now that I have a merch line, I still haven't written down my goals or have done like mm-hmm. a little mini business plan, but it's like, I kind of take it day by day and go with the flow in the meantime until things start picking up. And then I start getting serious about like all the other logistics, but I have this, I have like my eye on this big prize and I know it's going to mm-hmm. take a lot of work to get there, but it keeps, I guess I just stay motivated because I'm so passionate talking to other people. And it's just amazing. The people that you meet, you feel inspired and every guest that I've had such an amazing story that you're just like, wow, okay, I can still do this. It's like a mental check-in that where I'm, I'm on the right path. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Let's see where it takes me. So I'm not the person to write things. I'm not, it's weird. Like I don't have this. I even bought a book last year that says, and I have it in front of me. It says 60 page goal sheets. You think I've written in that? No. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Of, <laughs> that's a lot of pages. <laughs> it's a lot of pages. And I don't know if it's because like it's per day or if it's per week, I have no idea. I haven't even opened the book. I just skimmed through it and I saw and I bought it and it's been uh, sitting in front of me for the longest time. And yeah, so I'm not that person that writes things down. It's just, I have this picture in my head all the time. It's like I manifest it and put it into the universe because I'm into crystals. I'm into all of that, thinking positive thoughts, putting it into the universe, putting it into the universe and hopefully I'll be rewarded. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Then positive thoughts. Is that similar to like, are you repeating them to yourself? Like, I'm going to put the, I'm going to have the number one podcast. I'm going to have the number one podcast in this field. That sort of positive thinking or like more inward and self, you know, like I am, I'm a great host. I am a loving person, stuff like that. I'm trying to be there more positive thoughts to myself because it's been a crazy past couple of months, but I'm more of like, okay, the podcast is doing well, we could do this. We've got, mm-hmm. um, I've got this coming up. This is awesome. How, where else can I promote it? Oh my gosh, I just met somebody locally. And then I would try to think, okay, we can do this. We can do this. Uh, I want to get into radio. How do I manifest that and getting into radio? How do I manifest in getting into different parts of the entertainment? Like it's just really commending myself to of, yeah, okay, I did a great job. Like, I really did do a good job on this interview. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I like this, or I should have changed that. Like, I'm, it's weird. It's like, I think of both sides of the spectrum. Like, I criticize mm-hmm. one to kind of, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have done that in the interview once I re-listen. And then again, it's uh-huh. like, oh my gosh, this person was amazing. Definitely got to have them back. I've got a list of names that I still got to re-email again. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, but positive thinking is more of... I like to maintain that composure of this shit is awesome (laughs) and yeah, it's going well. Let's keep going. We can do this Angelica. Like I know it's been a craptacular week, but we can still push through and let's do it. Like, it's just, it's weird. It's a little bit of everything. Hence the name. (laughs) (laughs) Man, do I resonate with all of that? Uh, <laughs> I try. I try to do the same thing as well. So I, I do. I'll write my goals, probably like in a. It depends. Sometimes when I'm super inspired, I'll write them, <laughs> probably once a month. When I'm like 
just in the flow of things, I'll probably write them every three months. But the mental checklist is so true. And I'd love to touch on self-doubt too, because for me, it's like, I'll have a great interview, right? Like one of my favorite ones, What you know, the guest was great. We were both having a great time. I think good information came out of it. And then like an hour after I'll be like, what if nobody listens to that one? <laughs> or like, ah, you know, like I did that one, but I don't even have one scheduled for next week. Like all of these weird self doubt thoughts that are always like in constant battle with a nice, I killed that interview. That was super fun. Can't wait for the next one. And I, I imagine maybe most creative people feel that way too, as in one, maybe hypercritical of their own work. You know, when, when, whenever I listen back to a podcast that, that I did, just to like critique things, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I even said that. Or man, the audio isn't as crisp as I had hoped it would be. But then just the mere fact that we're continuing to put stuff out is uh, an amazing thing. It's, it's a, a really, really interesting battle. I feel like creative people go through of, man, I hate my work, but my work's doing pretty good. Oh, but I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the constant back and forth. Yeah, I definitely, it's a lot of moving parts mentally with the podcast journey, definitely. And I feel like I do go through that as well, but I try to let things go when it comes to the podcast because you're just like, it's a learning process. And I usually, I've been yeah. trying this new thing. What is the universe teaching me in this experience? Like, what are mm -hmm. you trying to do? Because we go on different paths and there's a reason for it. And mm -hmm. it's not like we're in a crystal ball and someone, or no, not a crystal ball, but we're not like a puppet where someone is trying to navigate us of where to go. We are choosing that path because we feel like let's take that risk or do I just stay here and go the other way, right? We are, we're taking risks in everything that we do. So for me, it's more of, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. Okay. Let's Next just time. let it go. Let's just let it go. It mm -hmm. is what it is. It's out there. Millions of people can re get a hold of it. It is great. <laughs> um, if the audio was bad, yeah, I can be down with myself because sometimes there's been situations where when do we record? I work with a co host too on some of the episodes that I released during the week, and it's like, oh shoot, you're not available. Oh crap. Okay, well, I guess we're going to just record in my car and I'm I have a chiropractor appointment in the next 30 minutes. So this is the way we're going. It's going to be in my car. Don't worry. Just let me know how audio is. That's it. Once I listen to it, I'm just like, oh, damn, that audio is horrible. <laughs> but again, it, if things happen, we just got to learn how to let it go. So with the podcast, yeah, I do have self-doubt sometimes or there's sometimes where I like, I don't even know what some people are talking about. I have no idea what, because a lot of people, when they use big words for me, I just like, I don't even know what you're saying. And I don't have time <laughs> to be searching it up on Google and be like, oh, so that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunately, that's the way it is. You got to let it go because the way I structure my own show, I pretend it's always live because if the one day I get that opportunity, you're going to be on a live show. There's no turning back. There's no editing. Yep. There is nothing. Yep. So if you mess up, yep. you mess up. You just got to take it and, you know, try to make it something better. Like I have that mindset in my mind. 
because people on radio don't get second chances. You only get once. <laughs> That's true. And I've also been trying to think of it as kind of, as you mentioned, the, like the journey aspect of it. I'm thinking seven years out from now, I'm not going to be making those same mistakes. You know, like mm-hmm. I can let go of those little mistakes now because I'm going to do this for the next seven years, hopefully longer. Right. Like, you know, so the patience aspect in knowing that this is going to be for the long haul helps a lot for me, like getting rid of the mistakes. Cause if I was like, Oh man, by the end of the year, I got to have a perfect podcast. It's, it's unrealistic and it puts way too much pressure to maybe even try to be the guy that's putting out the big words. I want to be the big word guy. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's stripping down for me. It's stripping down the mask of what's the right word. Just like general approval, maybe Mm -hmm. so I can be real and authentic in every podcast, because I think there is a little bit of like masking each time of like, which I think is healthy of like, I want this person to like me when I interview them. So I may be tailoring myself to their personality, which could be emotional intelligence, but at the same time, like each time I do it, I'm becoming more myself, which I also think is really important. Have you experienced any of that? Like from start to finish, becoming more comfortable being you even in this, this live podcast scenario? Yes. I, I feel like I have because it's what you've learned at the beginning, because when you, when you, anybody who's a podcaster and goes back to their first, what, 20 episodes, (laughs) It's like, yeah. oh my mm-hmm. gosh, <laughs> what was I thinking? And for those who don't know, I actually don't plan anything like I used to. Before I used to do all the planning, I used to come up with the questions. I used to come up with like, oh, this is a template. This is what we're going to do. Da, 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 da. But then when the when the interview comes and it's like, I just burned through those 15 questions in like 10 minutes. Like, what is going on with me? This is not a, uh, was it Dateline? finding out who murdered who and why this person got disappeared like this is not it so i had to kind of just scrap everything and kind of was just like "Mm -mm. what am i going to do differently what is it that i'm going to do differently so i had to kind of let things everything go out of my control and just be able to just let me just listen to people. Let me see, let me hear what they have to say and chime in. And it was hard because you're trying to like, you don't want to sound too nervous. You don't want to sound like you're not confident enough. And it took a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. But with mm-hmm. practice, now I could say, what, almost two years into this, I'm like, okay, just bring any person to my way. Yeah, sometimes it gets complicated where, again, I have no idea what this person is going to be really talking about. And sometimes the conversation doesn't mm-hmm. go as planned, which... I have things that's unplanned. This is unscripted. This is not something that we've planned. I think we, when we spoke last week, this is not what we're really like. It's we're going free flow here. Yeah. Yeah. That you create that. Yeah, exactly. And you create that organic conversation. I want people to feel like, Hey, this is, I don't know this person. I don't even know you. I'm getting to know you by the end of this interview we will still be in contact and we will get to know each other later on as we, you know, do each other's um, podcast because it's, it's just a learning experience. Like everything we do is a learning experience with podcasting. And it's like, I love it. And it's takes you to different directions. Like I, I've had some guests where you're kind of like, 
oh, okay. We're going to just do two word answers. Great. How do I change that up? This is a great challenge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's fascinating. Like the art of a a good interview is really intriguing. Like, I think even like you're saying, like if somebody uses a big word and like, I, I lose what they're talking about. It, there's still an art to finding a way to keep that conversation in a nice flowing spot. Like your follow-up question still has to like tailor to that in some way. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. And for me, I think something that I really enjoy the most about like interviewing, as you're saying, all sorts of different types of people that, you know, I, I have, cause I can't, we both can't be experts in every single mm-hmm. niche out there. And I'm, sometimes I'm really intimidated by that. Like if there's an expert that comes onto the show and I'm like, I have to interview some you about something you are an absolute pro at. Mm-hmm. And I got <laughs> not very much knowledge on it. Like, how can I make this like almost like a mentorship hour, right? Like, cause I imagine many of the listeners also aren't experts in your field. So now me and the listeners are both talking to an expert as though, Hey, teach us everything you got. And that's really humbling for me too. Cause then I'm asking questions like, what does that even mean? What is that? Where does that come from? How does that even work? You know, like I had, I had the last person I had on, he great surfer, fantastic surfer. And I was super intimidated because I was like, dude, you've been surfing for 20 years, if not longer. And I, you know, I barely know the first, first lick of it, or even like any of the like investors or businessmen, like I've had failed businesses, you have a successful business. So like, (laughs) like my questions are going to be like, how do you even do that? So the art of the interview is fascinating. Do you, do you look up to somebody or like, what's your maybe criteria for a successful interview? Oh my gosh. That's a good question. The criteria to a successful interview, it's trying to figure out who, what, where, when, why, somehow (laughs) Mm. (laughs) because even then you're kind of getting lost into uh, whatever you're talking about then it goes off and then you talk about personal experiences and it moves on to a different topic like it it really bounces around but that's I feel like that's the beauty of podcasting you get to control the show how you want it and sometimes the guests will take Mm -hmm. control which I'm okay with some of the guests can talk from beginning to end and I'm just like I'm blown away by this person I feel like I'm getting a personal (laughs) speaking engagement and I got front row seat yeah exactly and I'm just like damn like that was freaking I was blown away and most of the time I am and I'm just like all the questions I had they're literally answering it right after and it feels great to have that right and you're just like wow that was awesome front row seat um but criteria it's like I don't really do have a criteria since nothing's done on paper. It's just, I want to get to know them, see where they come from, what they've done, why they did it. How did you start it? How did you upkeep with it? How did you motivate yourself? Like little things like that. So people can really see like the ups and downs of my guests. But if they have a topic and they're going to talk about trauma therapy or PTSD, or they're going to talk about (laughs) different things, then I will just say, you know what? Take control. Like you need to teach me what is happening and then how, why do people go through this stuff? And then I will chime in, right? Um, Who do I look up to? I listen to a lot of Sirius XM radio and my favorite channel is 109, which is the stars channel. And when I first started 
listening to people talk to other people, interviewing them through radio was, uh, believe it or not, the Jenny McCarthy show and Michelle Collins. Michelle Collins mm-hmm. was a couple of years ago and I know she was on like the view and stuff like that, but I wasn't really into daytime television because I have a day job <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. never watch those daytime shows, but <laughs> listening to her, especially Jenny McCarthy on radio and how she interviews her guests and stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is so interesting. This is not what you see or hear on TV because on TV, it's like you have a specific time slot. And if you have different co-hosts, they have to go through this and you can't say that because it's part of the so-and-so's contract and yada, yada, yada. You can't bring this up. And it's just like, you're so strict with time. You got to stay within that time frame, and you can't do any of that. But when I got to see, hear her because she jumps from the view as well into radio, I was like, wow, this woman literally asked her about every single detail, what she was curious about or what she wanted to know. So I kind of use her tactics in order to put it into the podcast because I'm like, wow, even though she had 10 minutes with that person or 20 minutes, you still got enough information about what was the movie about? Why did they do it? Or why did they create this program? Why did they become a coach? Yada, yada, yada. And then it's it's powerful. That was a powerful 10 to 15 minutes depending on what it is and i don't feel like for her it's scripted it's more of she's going through free flow as well like you know let me Mm -hmm. just get to know you or see what's up because it's been a while and again with michelle collins is i feel like the same thing like i don't hear them both have a piece of paper in their hands and there's you hear them like oh so what did you do in that moment like it wasn't it, it it didn't sound scripted. It really sounds like they're having that organic conversation. So following those two ladies had really kind of like, wow. So that is an interview because that's what I enjoy and that's what people love. And this is why they're on there. And uh, that's mm-hmm. who I've pretty much looked up to. Yeah, man. I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's the thing about traditional like entertainment media, like TVs and TV and a lot of times movie, the, the real appeal to me in doing like self-content creation is exactly what you said. Like your ability to take control of the show, your ability to ask the questions you want to ask, your ability to choose the guests, you know, like the time frame. How long? Where you want to do it? You want to do it from home? You want to do it from a coffee shop? It's your show. You know, it's I think that's that's one of my biggest appeals to doing a podcast in free form rather than pursuing a career in hosting in Hollywood or something like that. Um, I really like I I think I think I like the beautiful middle part of interviews, like having a rough idea, you know, like you're already curious about what they want to talk about. And like you said, just fill in the gaps in between. Because, because people don't want like fake fakeness, you know, because if you prepare too much, you know, and you're in your reading off of a piece of paper, then the guests may also have canned answers, depending on how often they have to answer those types of questions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, now we're both kind of just regurgitating things rather than having an authentic real moment with each other, which is kind of what we're all chasing in life, right? To be fully present in the moment we're living in so we can actually feel the life around us. 
Exactly. Exactly. And uh, it's an incredible journey with podcasting. And I, I, I have nothing against people who do plan stuff. And I've, I've been on shows where people are like here, these are the questions I'm giving you just to kind of give you that, you know, thought process of what's going to happen. I usually skim through them and that's it. Like, I don't really put too much mm-hmm. mind into it. And there's been questions that prepare me to kind of like, what am I actually going to say? How am I going to say it? Which is great. Like I have yeah. nothing against that, but everyone has their own way of controlling their show and how they want it. It's just for me, it's just so much easier just to kind of say, all right, Nicholas, I know you're a podcaster. You've got a story behind you, which we already talked about. Now let's talk about the podcast and we'll see where this conversation goes. Right. And I, and it's funny, I think I've said that, I think last week when we first spoke and then again at the beginning before we even started recording and now this whole conversation has gone to a different way. And there's a lot of people who, who do come on and they're like, wow, that was freaking awesome. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> what did yeah. you like about? <laughs> Cause I'm dying to know. And they'll be like, Oh yeah, my yeah. God, I can't believe we talked about this. We talked about that. This, this, and that. And then, you know, we're spending an extra 30 minutes after because they're just like, wow, you let me just kind of just talk about everything. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the show. Like, why am I going to restrict you? Like, you know, yeah, there's certain things I don't talk about, which is the common things that we, most people don't want to talk about, which is religion and politics. Really, I don't. Like, I don't mind talking about the person, the person itself, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to talk about their, their political life. I really don't. Because to me, it's just, uh, I don't understand it. I really don't. And I don't want to get involved. (laughs) But I would love to talk about these leaders, but behind the doors of that political life, like, cause they're people, they're human beings and they have this amazing story that people are forgetting about where they've come from because they're being shunned about this whole political journey they had. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to get involved with that, which I, I think I've had a, a couple people where I was like, no, we can't talk about it. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> shut it down shut it down yeah we're done the that's show's great. over everybody <laughs> thanks for Thank tuning you for coming in on. that's all we have today <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much uh but I you do, know um i do tons of research on a guest like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong like i i will i will have tons and tons of research on the guests and i will have written questions out for them for sure 100 percent. but i just won't fight it if they or come up with something more passionate to talk about, you know, because people love to talk about what they're passionate about. And that's what, that's the true joy of hearing somebody's passion. Um, I, I think I won't stray away from politics. I just won't ever give my opinion on them. Like, I don't think I'll give my, my opinion on politics mainly because I think it can be super divisive, right? Like, and it, and, I don't want to be the person to like make other people feel like my show isn't a place where they can't come and learn about anything or just have a conversation and be entertained without me saying your political views, the worst, you know, you know, but I will have other people on and they can talk about their politics all day long, because like you're saying, like, that's a, that's a, that's a perspective you know, that I'm willing to listen to. That's a perspective. I think my audience is probably curious to tune in about. Um, but granted, if it's getting hostile and heated, then I, yeah, pull the brakes, pull the e-brake on that one. We'll screech down, down the hill. 
Yeah, for sure. And I have no idea what happens in politics. I'll be completely honest. Like, I really don't. And this the reason why I don't talk about it. And then it, it's there. Everyone's in that division. I don't like it. And why am I going to talk about politics in a country that I don't even live in? First of all, like, you know, <laughs> so that's even more that's complicated. Great point. <laughs> you know, that's even more complicated, even though most of my listeners are based of the U.S. and the U.K., and there's like that small percentage in Canada. I'm just like, nope, there's no point. There's really no point. And I don't get it. I really don't. It's all messy. And then just like, I don't get it. I don't even get my own politics sometimes, but I do keep myself informed and see what's happening. But yeah, that's something I don't really talk about. But other than that, it's great to just hear uh, people's backstory with all of it. It's like my brother was mm-hmm. like, oh, why don't you interview this guy? And I'm like, who is he? And then he yeah, said, yeah. oh, he was uh, he was a political leader for, I think he was the shortest guy to um, be prime minister of Canada. I'm just like. Shortest term or shortest man? Uh, sorry, shortest term. Shortest <laughs> I was like, term. impressive. Nice. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know. I have to do research, I guess, and kind of figure out if this works like what he's just like oh i just want to know if he if he gets any money or paid after him like really like you can probably search that up yourself (laughs) but you know again it's like (laughs) i get these suggestions and i'm like i don't know like it's this is a little tough here bro but i can do like just the interview but i don't know if do i publish it it'll get posted yeah 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 (laughs) but then yeah i definitely struggle with that Mm -hmm. yeah but you know it's it's amazing but with your podcast which we still need to talk about. <laughs> Tell me more Let's about it. it. Oh man, the podcast itself. Um, it has the tagline that we really want to encourage, educate, or entertain. So um, sometimes I'll bring on close friends of mine and we can have a really true, real conversation about things that we've gone through that we think might help other people. Or we'll just crack jokes the whole time and entertain them. On the flip side, I try to bring in experts in either pretty much all different realms as in anything that'll help an entrepreneur, I feel like is what I really try to do. So if it's investing in index funds, stocks, they can come on real estate. Totally. We have tons of those. And then uh, we'll do spiritual and we'll do like mindset as well. So I think I try to hit every part of a person that could ever feel like it would need development or improvement in um like it's some of it's funny when i look at the sequence it's like it'll be like index fund investor yogi you know and then out of state real estate and then surfer so but it's it's so fascinating how each person that comes on will have totally different expertise and yet I can learn so much from each of these people in totally different ways and in the ways I for sure need improvement on. Um, so that's, that's pretty much the core of the show post every Friday, try to do it weekly. Shouldn't say try. I do do it weekly. Um, but that's the core of it. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. You, you have this, empowerment motivating side of it then you're educating and then you're entertaining which is cool yeah i think it stems from so like i 
I double a little, I double dip a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I've been training and acting for three and a half years, one year in comedy and then two and a half in long form dramatic. And I've been doing like in-person talk show esque interviews since I was probably anywhere between like 12, 14. So like, there's always been a side of me that loves to entertain and loves to make people laugh there's this other half of me that can't be ignored like the depth of a person is fascinating to me because have you ever been around somebody that'll make you laugh all day right you're crying laughing and then nighttime comes around and you guys are talking about the deepest stuff and Mm -hmm. i think that's it's it's so beautiful how people can be that way and that's what i try to capture in the podcast that there's so much depth to people like you can be funny and also have really thought-provoking ideas you can be, <laughs> you know, wildly entertaining, but also rein it in to have an intellectual conversation. And that's not always portrayed in a lot of mainstream media. Like you, you go to go to something because this one person is funny and they don't show the full side of them. And that's something I'm trying to capture. Every time I, I am a host, I try to be as transparent as possible and crack jokes when I can, but also give you know, valuable input where it's needed. And then the same, it's, you know, it's crazy. Let's talk about it. I've had comedians come on. Comedians are the the perfect example of this. Comedians will come on the first 20 minutes, you're laughing, you know, like they're cracking jokes. And then they kind of give you the, the look behind the curtain of why their jokes came up in the first place. I had this real experience that really affected me or someone that I know. And I'm telling this story to the world through humor. Like it's something real and emotional that I live with. And yet I'm able to put it into something creative and productive out into the world. And that's, that's what I love about it. That's what I love about the show that I do every Friday is getting the full 360 view of people. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Like we get to meet amazing people and really get to know them from everything. Like, it's amazing it really is yeah and i'll tell you i've definitely struggled with coming to terms with the fact that an online presence or a brand can be both funny and caring do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i can i can make a a joke that is super silly and you know like just carefree And then the next day I can come back and say, hey, this is a cause that I really care about. Sex trafficking in San Diego is rising. And that's something I want to talk to you guys about because that's how people are. They they (laughs) they have so many facets to them. And I I try to do that as much as I can. And I try not to judge myself for that. Like. Sometimes I feel as though if I post a joke, you know, on any sort of social media, I can't or shouldn't post this other thing that I care about because people should only come to me for my jokes, for my one thing. But at the end of the day, that's not how life is. You know, we laugh on a lot of days and some days we don't laugh at all. And that's totally fine. That's how it's supposed to be. So I guess I'm also trying to capture that in an online brand. Yeah. And I, I love it. I love the whole concept of behind it. And I feel like we're similar, but in different ways, of course. And it's mm-hmm. 
this is like the amazing journey that we're on and networking is such a huge deal for us that we're yeah, trying to so. like okay do i have this person on do i have this person on and for me because the show is pretty much vague and it's just you can do so much then i i love to have different people on and it gives me that experience to talk and really take on these challenges like sometimes like we mentioned earlier that you get unexpected people and how do you how do you change this conversation or how do you oh my god we're talking about a deep topic like where would how do we go from there so have you ever experienced a time where when you started the podcast that you felt like what the heck am I doing is this something that I should continue or should I not have you ever felt that way Oh, oh yeah, of course. Absolutely. I think I've done that in so many different creatives as well. Just, and I think that boils down to self-doubt, um, self-doubt or like scheduling goes wrong. And that's when I really, <laughs> really like if I sk- took this thing, the schedule for three months, right. And me and this person are going back and forth, figuring it out or whatever. Now I have a system that just does it. But in the beginning, and then they bail on the that day that we were supposed to do it. That's when I'm like, you know what? Is this even worth the hassle? Oh my gosh! But no, I think I think pursuing people is always going to be worth it to me. And I think pursuing like servitude, serving others, is always going to be something that motivates me. Because for me, I'm super motivated by. I'm not going to try to say helping other people, but like giving people resources for them to succeed. That's really important for me. And any way that I can encourage someone with my natural gifts or learned skills, I have to do it. I'm going to do it. So does it cross my mind? Pretty often it does because it's hard work and that's how, that's how it should be. You know, the, the challenges should push you to a point of questioning things. Um, but it's just a matter of not giving into them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what keeps you motivated? I know you've gone through a lot and you were able to get yourself back up, but besides the people, what's that inner thing that you've got that keeps you motivated? Is it that big goal that you have for your podcast or is it something more to that? I think it's, my desire to let people know that they're loved and that they have a purpose and that anything they want to achieve in life, they can. And that's, you know, that may come off super cliche, but I know if I quit on my dreams and somebody was looking up to me or like just knew that I was chasing my dreams, they're going to be like, Oh, well, maybe I should stop mine too. And I would never want that to happen for anybody. Mm -hmm. Like if any of my friends came to me and said, Hey man, like, you know, that thing I really love pursuing, I, I'm going to give it up. You know, it's not worth it. It's, it's too much work. It's, that would be heartbreaking for me. And I, so I take like every, every viewership from my audience, I take it super personal because I'm talking directly to them. They need to know they're loved. They need to know they have a purpose and they need to know that their dreams are attainable. And I never want to be the guy that shoes somebody away from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I like that. I really do. What has the pandemic taught you? Oh, wow. What a question. Man, the pandemic taught me that 
a lot of the stability that we or even I thought I had is somewhat placebo because there's this lifestyle or goal we're chasing to achieve, but I use excuses like stability to be the reason I don't pursue something. <laughs> like, like for many of us, it's our jobs, you know, and mm -hmm. at least from what I've seen, unemployment, it's up and down, up and down, but it seems like at some point it's, it's just continuing to grow. And so like this idea that my job is what's keeping me safe and that's why I'm not pursuing what I want to do. It, it was an excuse for me or just like even the safeguard idea of a paycheck every two weeks, which is super comfortable, very grateful I have it, like that can be taken in an instant. And it kind of made me boil down all of the, the big laundry list of excuses that I didn't even realize I had. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I feel like a lot of people that I've spoken to and asked this question, it's like, you're trying to, obviously the biggest thing is to adapt to the situation, but also, you know, learn about ourselves even more and more and more because through these times, a lot of us haven't experienced this ever in our lives. Right. right. I feel like my mm -hmm. parents have, um, and other people's grandparents are just like, Whoa, this is like, I remember this so once upon a time, but this pandemic has really taught me so much about myself and how it it's crazy how it's affected us in different ways. And I feel like I cannot stop podcasting because it's been a creative outlet for me to kind of escape from all of this and be able to mm -hmm. just, again, meet new people. The other, the other flip side for me is relationships too. I, it made me take a very serious look at my relationships and how I'm interacting. I, I don't want to say performing, but just like treating them because, <laughs> you know, COVID's around the corner. I don't ever want to be the guy that never says I love you before I go. Mm -hmm. A little embarrassing story. My last podcast guest, I accidentally said, I love you. Bye. And I've never said that to a guest, but it's just because <laughs> I've gotten into the habit of like, just in this pandemic, letting the people i know and care about that i love them mm -hmm. right because we don't like the there's so many unknowns you know tomorrow is unknown and like being the guy in the relationship every day that shows up and says hey like i care about you i love you i'm here to support you whatever you need and putting your close relationships first that's been a huge huge learning lesson for me yeah for sure I could see that. Yeah, for sure. And I want to ask this one last question. And I, Hit me. <laughs> I had it on the tip of my tongue. And now I can't, I don't even remember. Oh my gosh. Let me let it come to me. It's actually I'll let it come too. to you. We're not live, you know? So <laughs> as we talked about the beauty. Yeah. The beauty of live. Oh my gosh. What was it? Oh, Okay. 
So what is next for you? What is next for you after this pandemic? Well, we don't even know how long this is going to last. I've heard two years, three years, who knows, yeah. but what <laughs> is next? Yeah. Right. What, what is really next for you? What is the next steps for either for your, for your podcast, your personal stuff? Like what is next for you? What do you want to see yourself in? Um, I really want to see my mindset, my mindset shift even more. Because mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm starting to be at a point where I'm taking myself seriously, right? Like my a lot of my creative goals, I used to create a lot, but I never expected serious like results. And I, and, and I mean that by like like my audience taking it as like this is something Nick really wants to do. So I wanted my mindset to shift to be like. Hey, this is something I'm taking serious and I'm going to run it like a business. I'm going to go CEO on it. As far as other goals is, I think I'm going to be more proactive about taking, taking my, my career life into my own hands. Like as, as we've discussed, like podcasting is our, our passion. And I think a big move for me, since I'm right down the road, I'm in San Diego would be to move up to Los Angeles because there's so much creativity going on. Terrible time to move right now but I'd love to see that in the future. And from there, um, I've been working on a few scripts, so I'd love to do a short film. And lastly, something that I would like to see is um, just like persistence. That's really what I want. I, I, I really want the, the know-how and the knowledge to make it seven years in the podcasting industry until I hit the breakthrough. Not, not stop until that happens. Yeah, I could see that happening when we're so passionate about something and we project it into the universe, it will reward us. I don't know. That's like my whole thing about it. I'm with it. I think you're, I think you're dead on. And I think throwing it out. One of the biggest things is like letting people know you have an idea and that you're doing something Mm -hmm. because people in my experience innately want to help other people. And I, I, I think people are innately good. So put it out there, let people know your idea and let the help rain in. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely. And it would be so rewarding, but Nicholas, thank you so much for your time. This has been great, especially talking to podcaster to podcaster, getting to know (laughs) the 1986 life. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's, let the um, people know. Yeah, but it's amazing what you were able to achieve and now what you're accomplishing and, you know, the tons of stuff that's happening. But thank you again for sharing that and having this just a conversation and getting to know each other's podcaster to podcaster. Angelica, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. I, I am so thankful you allowed me to come on your show. It was amazing. You are so easy to talk to. My goodness. I hope other guests are telling you that because you you truly have a knack for making people feel comfortable and opening up. So thank you once again. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And it's not the first time. And, you know, that's great when I hear that. because It really <laughs> reassures me that I'm not scaring people off. I'm not asking you what happened last year at three o'clock in the morning and why you stepped foot at this location. So I'm glad I'm doing something right and I'm not scaring people off. But thank you. I really appreciate that. And, you know, 
I wish you all the best and I hope you're able to accomplish everything that you want. Uh, just stay focused, consistent, and you will get there. Amen. I'll be keeping you updated. No worries. I'll be, I'll be throwing the information your way. We'll be rising together. I'm sure of it. Perfect. Love that. This is the beauty, again, of podcasting. For those who are contemplating a start a podcast, come on, after this interview, <laughs> you got to start one. <laughs> they do. Not if you don't. Exactly. Well, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me across the internet at Nicholas Natali. It's N-I-C-K-O-L-A-S-N-A-T-A-L-I. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, trying the TikTok. I know it's for the youth, but I'm getting on it. And the podcast is called The Nicholas Natali Show. It's a very creative and original name. I don't need to hear it from you guys. All right? I know it. So that's where you can find me on the internet. Well, everything's going to be in the show notes for all the listeners. Thank you again, Nicholas. And for those listening, thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And that's all we have for now. Thank you. Bye. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, a.k.a. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to to a little bit of everything everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.